You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I think I always knew where I was going, even if I didn't exactly know what that meant. I could, I had this idea that I was going to, like I said, I knew I wasn't going to work in an office. I knew I was going to do something creative. And I think when you just have that like, almost blind faith in your life and that things are going to work out, Mm. you manifest that. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Was It Chance, the podcast about embracing opportunity and taking intentional risk for your creative life. I'm Heather Vickery. And I'm Alan Seals. Heather and I started off as two perfect strangers who met by chance and embraced opportunity. A little voice crack there. Listen in as we... Uh, Don't worry, I'm going to... I'm totally going to mature one of these days. You're right. Listen in as we chat with other successful people about the risks they've taken to put themselves on a path to creative sucks. Yes. What? What did you just say? Sucks. Yes. That's from Beetlejuice. (laughs) You know, Delia. Delia. Sucks. Yes. Part of what I love about our interviews is finding out exactly how Alan is going to introduce himself each episode because it is in some ways entertaining. (laughs) I, I don't plan it out. Um, getting over a little bit of snotty snotty from from you know our our children. Children so. and winter. Yeah. Yeah, children and winter. So, yeah. So uh, I guess we'll introduce the guest. Yeah. Yes, Alan. Can you please introduce today's guest? Our guest is speaking of children and winter. I met our guest Nicole Carousella, uh because her son is in class with my little boy Jackson, and um, we just became like insta besties, bonding over theater. And oh, she's so nervous right now. No, Look at I, her was face. Thinking, yeah. you know, I was thinking. What I was thinking is that we actually kind of bonded over weird quotes, and you dropped one at the beginning of this. Oh, sucks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I was like, this is someone I can talk to he's a little weird and outgoing this will work yeah we met uh at a birthday party where the kids were all making ice cream mm-hmm. homemade ice cream so on a bike on a bike yeah they were yeah. churning ice cream on a bike oh that's so cool Turning yeah ice cream on a bike? because that's brooklyn so cool. yeah. yeah um okay nicole is <laughs> one half of a sister sister duo wasn't that a nickelodeon show sister 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 duo that co-found wait 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 you didn't watch sister sister no if it was like Robot Robot, I would have watched it. Or like Engineer Computer Programmer. <laughs> Do you not know who Jack A. Harry is? I didn't watch Sister Sister. I don't I don't know like if it was like Robot Robot I would watch. Or like engineering <laughs> engineer pro- Yo, you need to go as soon as we're finished and Google Jack A. Harry and redeem yourself. I will. I will, but let's let's spend the whole hour getting through the bio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh yeah. 
sister-sister duo that co-founded a high-end jewelry brand called Soralina. And Nicole with her sister Kim grew up on the North Shore of Long Island, New York, where they were raised with a deep appreciation for the arts and shared a love of design. After graduating (laughs) with a fine arts degree from USC, Nicole studied jewelry design at Fashion Institute of Technology, FIT, here in New York City. Kim, her sissy, then attended Tulane University for Art History and then relocated to Florence, Italy. That's not in America for those who are geographically challenged. And continued her studies. And then Kim came back to New York and they decided to set course on their future business which I can't wait to get into because why do you just decide to do this I don't know business starters are crazy hello raising my hand as an homage to their heritage Kim and Nicole chose to name the collection Soralina the Italian word for little sister so hey Nicole we're finally done with the bio welcome to the podcast thank you so much for having me Are, are you like are your nerves a little bit better now? Yeah, this this is mean, your first podcast, I mean, you were saying. It is so. my first podcast, but laughing at you makes it easier. Laughing so, at, at me. At yes, me. thank yes. you. Yes, that's very specific <laughs> word choice there. Yeah, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, yeah, Heather does that all the time. So <laughs> I have you on the wrong screen, Heather. I keep having to look back here and then like, because Nicole's actually in the room with me, listeners. This I is know, this is exciting. So cool. Oh, wait, you're in the same. Wait, you're in the same place? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. You're in the same she, room? I had no idea. Yeah, I don't just have one of these gigantic mics in in my home. <laughs> oh, you didn't see like before we started recording, like my hands over there setting up her microphone. I did not recognize your magic hands. Oh no, those were um, those I really these, just thought these it was so magic hands helping yeah. her yeah. set up podcast equipment because it was her first interview. I didn't know you were in the same. <laughs> You couldn't just recognize them. Can't recognize magic hands. So, Soralina, talking about the jewelry, like I've we've been out to a couple shows together, and I've gotten moderate history, uh, and I, I've actually been careful not to ask too many questions because I wanted to save it for today, knowing that today was coming. Oh, so you didn't want to give me any practice? That's nice. No, Again, well, super considerate. I like I like to go on the fly. But okay, so I know that you and Kim, your sister, have started this business. Um, how old is it now? We are have in our 10th year. Nice. 10th yeah. year. And like starting, I, I know about starting tech because. Mm-hmm. I you, know nothing about starting tech. Because I can literally sit right here and do it all. But for you to actually go out and like you're traveling to other countries and sourcing jewels and precious metals and all these other things. I know nothing about this. So when you first decided okay so you were designing and then kim came back from italy and was like soralina and you were like brilliant what was that moment because when you were like let's do this on our own or where are we going to try to work for others or like where how did that whole thing catalyze well first of all we didn't know what we were doing when we started soralina we had no idea we were um the right combination i think of like naive is a nicer word than Uh, stupid but you know we were naive and we had nothing to lose and um, so I came home one day and I remember exactly where we were we were in my parents kitchen because magic always happens in the kitchen right and I showed Kim a necklace that I made and she was like I think we should start a business and she just said it with so much confidence that I was like (laughs) cool that sounds like a great idea you're really smart like I'll follow you anywhere so she should either be a co-founder of a business or a cult leader yeah pretty much yeah I would follow Kim yes so I went to FIT to be a costume designer and was very set on this path I had a plan and I was sewing and I hated sewing 
And so I took a jewelry class and it turns out that I love fire way more than sewing machines. And as soon as I lit a torch, I was like, this feels right. It combined it like sculpture and gold and diamonds and just all these things that I loved. So I would make all these projects and I would bring them home. And she was really the one to say, I don't see anything like this out there. This has more of like an artist perspective, but it's not crafty. I think we could do it. Well, what was her 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 perspective on it because you're, you're making you're making the the physical goods and is she she's bringing the the business prowess oh yeah no yeah. it's her mind like <laughs> she's got a brilliant beautiful wonderful mind that is organized and she has great vision and she taught me probably the most important lesson i have ever learned which is not to make decisions based on fear and kim's always someone that made choices um, that seemed right to her and never let fear hold her back. And I think it was her determination and the way she approached this whole idea of having a business that just, it enrolled me right in. Like I didn't have any fear because she was by my side. Even though we probably should have because we knew nothing. Like I want to make that very clear. Okay, did you two decide to really just start your business because it was something you researched ahead of time or did you sort of jump in? Like what? led to this collaboration oh my god if I, <laughs> I say we say that all the time like thank god we didn't know more because then we you would overthink it and probably say there's a smarter way to make money than in an oversaturated industry with very high price points you know but we didn't and i'm so glad that we didn't okay so your sister said don't make decisions out of fear that's my whole jam. I love that. I love that. But I am curious. It is interesting. First of all, just having this skill set is not, I am very creative, but I'm not that kind of creative. So how you look at a, a bunch of raw materials and see, do you see a finished product or do you just play and get a finished product? What's that I like? very clearly see finished products before I start anything. And I usually sketch before I find stones. And then, but sometimes I do source a stone and it's just so beautiful, and then I design a piece around it. But most of the time, I just like, I don't know, have like a very clear vision, and I'm like, oh, I need to make this. And then I draw it, and then I show it to my sister, and we have a conversation that usually I win. <laughs> but you, so you, you've told me, I think this is when we were having sushi, that uh, you sketch, right? You do All the you, time. Like when even when you were a kid, you were sketching. Yes, I was always someone that was sketching and Weirdly enough, I also was always making things um, out of like either clay or I would take candles, like when the wax, and as it was cooling, I would form them into little creatures and make these mm. little sculptures. And now wax carving is such a big part of what I do for our company still. And who knew that oh, was a job when I was like eight years old? You did, obviously, even though you didn't know it. Even I didn't know. <laughs> like, and this is it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play with, with clay we would make our own homemade play-doh yep and like there's some recipe where you boil some things and then all of a sudden like you have later and i make stop motion videos really out of, out of that yeah because we That's just, cool. <laughs> we just got you remember the cameras that like the the, the shoulder vhs oh, yeah. camcorders um we got one of those and the two features that i used just because they were there were the overdubbing so you could add audio on top of existing video and stop motion. And it was the worst, the worst technology <laughs> inside this consumer version. 
But I've got these videos somewhere of like a dinosaur rolling down a hill and getting squished by a rock or something. I don't know. It's still oh my out, God, I love it. It's I still out there them. somewhere. Yeah. If I find them, I'll, I'll send them your way. Um, That's but you were, you were sketching though. And then I know at some point you were considering theater performing? I wanted to do costume design. I loved working in movies. I love stories. And that's how also how we connected when I told you like, I love the theater. I love reading. I love good television. I love a poem. I mean, anything that you can share a story with me, I, I eat it up. So I really wanted to be in movies and do all the fashion. But then when I realized what it took to do that, I didn't like it so much. But it's easier to start your own jewelry business There's than no it is. logic okay, to my thinking <laughs> here. I was like, like you're 22. Like so far ahead though, Alan. Well, you're no, so far I, ahead of Nicole's journey. Like, I, what I'm sensing is mm-hmm. that you are just an artist. Like creativity flows through you in so many different ways. You have so many creative outlets and so many creative passions. And then that business-minded sister of yours was like, I can do something with that. Yes, Kim always says that if I wanted to be a furniture designer, Soralina would be a furniture company. And if I wanted to be a clothing designer, we would have clothes. Like it didn't matter. Um, for her, mm-hmm. it was the joy of having a business and building a team and creating a space that people could work but have like great lives. And I think that's something we really try to do at Sorlina is have like this wonderful team of creative people that work together and all like we all really love each other in our jobs. Aww. So do you do any any mass production or is everything mm-hmm. individually? No, we cr- do a lot of um, mass production. So I, I just don't know anything. I'm so fascinated about all of this. So you you have, okay, you're sitting at home and you're bored one night and had a glass of wine or something and you're like, I'm just going to chink, chink, clank, 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 bang, bang, bang. And then like, you know, you got your, your torch. I wish you could see his hands right now. This is an amazing <laughs> interpretation of like, it's like watching a mime try to like. <laughs> you should videotape know. Alan doing that it's next to you actually making high-end jewelry. His poor jewelry that he's making is taking such a beating. I'm just thinking of like a blacksmith in my mind. I'm like, yeah. like, like clang, you're, 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 clang. Because yeah. when you said fire, right? I'm like, you know, you, you're, it's you're like a little, because you have to bend smel- the metal, smelting the the metal, and it's coming out red hot, and then you got to blow the glass. Well, listen, and, I've done some welding, and there are some big fires and like some crazy tools, and that's always really funny when I do that because people don't expect me to be able to like wield a torch that's that big or like hammer that hard, but. I might like be the, five feet tall, but I got like some like aggression to get dance. out. Like, yeah. Flash dance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I am a lesbian. That scene with Jennifer Beals is classic. <laughs> I am not a lesbian, and that is an amazing scene, okay? Like, I think if you breathe, yeah. that's an amazing yeah. scene. All right, so, Nicole, I am curious because this show is all about embracing opportunity, taking intentional risk, manifesting your creative success. If you look back, I mean, you were creating art from candles when you were a child. Like, when do you know that you took an intentional risk that then has led you down this path? Like, can you pinpoint one? You know, what I can tell you is I know the exact moment I knew my life wouldn't be normal. (laughs) Um, When my father, we had a bring your daughter to work day. And I was in sixth grade and I went to his office And 
he had a company and he had this like big cool office that I'm sure seemed very like impressive. And I remember walking through and I'd looked at everyone's desks and I saw them sitting there and I was like, this is never going to be my life. This is not how I'm going to understand any, I'm going to figure out something that's much more creative. And I didn't know what that was, but I did know that I was going to do something more artistic and that was probably going to be very different than anything my parents were had like prepared me for. Well, I want to back up then to I what you were saying about wanting to be a costume designer for the movies and then at 22 decided to go into jewelry. But it, where were you looking or what were you trying to do that you couldn't figure out for the costume side of things that made the switch just flip? You know, there was no joy. Like, I was good at it, but for me, I am, and you know this about me, like, I love to laugh. I am a joyful person. And if I don't feel joy when I'm doing something, I don't really want to do it, <laughs> especially not for a living. And so I would sit there and I would sew, and the pieces would come out nice, but there was no, like, I don't know, there wasn't something more to it. It just felt like I was doing a task and then it was completed. And I, I think we might have talked about this, but my mother, she had told me when I was a kid, you should be a jewelry designer. So it just automatically went into this place of like, that's something I'm never going to be. Because I was like a rebellious kid. And I was sitting there sewing one day and I was like, this is boring. And then I had this free period and there just happened to be an intro to jewelry class. And I was like, well, I do like jewelry. Maybe I'll just make it for me. And I sat down and I was like, damn it, mama's right. <laughs> Always. <laughs> it's the worst. Like, oh, it's so like, bad. Fucking mother is right. Yeah. Like, she what does know hell? me. But then you're you're going down this path of making the jewelry. And I don't I don't know. I still I still want to back up to like twenty twenty-two when you and yeah, Kim, Kim said that. Okay. Well, so, yeah, probably. 22 when I started making the shift, 24 when I was really enrolled in the classes and bringing home the projects. And Well, when did it become a thing that you knew was going to be real? And then was it a, a, an effort to double down on that? Or I mean, did honestly, it just sort of happen? Like up until a few years ago, I didn't even think it was real and it was my <laughs> life. <laughs> it all kind of seemed like a dream. Um, I think when Kim and I had the conversation of the name and... She said, Sorolina, and I see the logo as an S. And we were um, sitting next to each other, and I just drew on a piece of paper this like weird S. And we both looked at each other, and we were like, that's it. I think then, at that moment, it was like, mm. oh, we've trademarked a name. We have a logo. Like, this is going to be something. And when we got into, we had a little residency at Bergdorf's. And I remember seeing it, the jewelry in the cases there. And just, I just a little residency at Bergdorf's. Just a little, nothing, you know, deal. nothing big. Just a little thing. <laughs> and I looked at Kim and I was like, this is going to work. Like, we're going to we're gonna do this. This is, this is going to be our life. Have you talked to her about that? Of, of like, was there ever a moment, a what if moment when she wanted to run or you wanted to run, but you stuck around? Like, luckily, they were never at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were. There were some moments where we thought that it was too hard or where we'd worked with people that weren't like the nicest, especially in the beginning. We were two mm. small girls that, you know, 
I'm five feet tall, so if you don't really look at the wrinkles in my face, you might think I'm much younger than I am. And so there was a lot of people that spoke down to us or weren't very kind to us in the beginning, uh, especially like in the jewelry world, there, a lot of the manufacturers are like very old school men. So there were some defeating days. There were days where it just, you know, we would get pieces back from working with the jewelers and they would look nothing like what we wanted. and. You know, it's a lot of money. And so there there was those moments where we're like, should we just call it quits? And we would set these goals for ourselves. And we'd say, okay, let's give it another six months. If in six months we don't see things turning around or we haven't found the right partners, maybe we'll switch to something else. And every time, right before you'd get to that six months, something great would happen and you'd take another Mm -hmm. jump. And then when we released our, like, biggest collection, that really, it changed our business. And Kim, I remember telling her, I want to make tarot cards that are made out of gold and diamonds and sapphires what? and they're going How to be big those? oh that's yeah that's like our big thing and our tarot cards and she said to me this sounds expensive nobody's doing anything like this are you sure and i really thought about it and every part of my body said this is the right thing to do it's beautiful and i felt that people needed to connect to those images and that it was something that added another level to our jewelry that made it even more special and more meaningful. And she said to me, you know, this can make or break Soralina. Do you want to move forward? And I said, I do. And I was very comfortable with that because if it failed, I knew that I would be okay with taking, that I took that Mm -hmm. risk. But if we didn't, I'd always regret it. And luckily, it was the thing that changed our business (laughs) and worked out. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. And now we're back. Jewelry tarot cards. Yeah, they're pretty cool, I have to say. Uh, I feel like you just Googled it. I I didn't. I need to, because I'm trying to stay present in this interview. But if I do that and I go down the rabbit hole, it'll have to be later. Um, (laughs) I mean, I looked at your website, but I somehow did not see. Are they usable? Well, actually, I mean, they're not usable in the sense that you would like flip them them. and you can't shuffle them. (laughs) But when they're all out, so we've made seven tarot cards so far. And when they're out, it's very interesting to see people pick their favorite. And everyone's always drawn to one. Mm. And when I tell them the meaning of the card, there's usually like a, oh, my goodness, no way. That's exactly what I'm going through. Or (laughs) I can't believe you said that type moment. And it's a really cool thing. Because these symbols have been around for thousands of years, yeah. and they really do connect with people. And there's an amazing energy that comes from jewelry. I mean, I am the biggest believer that jewelry is proof that magic exists in the world. 
So I really see it with the tarot cards and how people connect to it. Like, d- d- go down that rabbit hole. Oh, I, I can yeah. definitely go down that rabbit hole. Go down hole. that rabbit hole, because that concept to me sounds very cool. And my tech scientific brain is trying to put the thoughts I into their proper I love watching places. your brain try to figure something out. <laughs> it's like the first time I told you a story about my mom, her face. I mean, it was like the most magnificent thing I'd ever seen. Um, I think that this world is full of beautiful things that don't always come. You know, when you see like a gemstone, they don't look like a, a diamond doesn't come out polished and cut. You know, they are these rocks. And when they're open, there's such beauty inside. And I think it's a great metaphor for life that like things don't always look as beautiful as they are. But once they're refined and once you work on it, you can create real magic. And when you see the colors that exist in these stones, I mean, we we walk on this. We live above it. So, yeah, it's magic. So taking that back to the tarot cards then, uh, so what you said you have how many designs? Six? We've designed seven. Seven. And what are I like love and happiness and what are so what I, I'm not very familiar with tarot cards so I'm just stabbing in the dark here what are the cards that you have so we have the sun card which is all about joy and creation we have the moon card which is all about like female intuition it's a very romantic card but like you know things look different at night than they do in the day so trust your intuition love that card mm. um, we have the wheel card which is oh, I mean, I love them all, so it's really hard, but the wheel card is all about the wheel of fortune being gra- like grateful, and if you stay in this great place of gratitude, you can continue to have good fortune, but like, don't take it for granted, because it could all go away. Um, we have the lover's card, which is all about balance and beauty and love. We have the empress card, when she's like the mother of all and creativity, so also very drawn to to that card and then we have the star card which I always say is the perfect card um, for anybody that's (laughs) experienced COVID. It's all about how there's a new beginning after a hard time and so if you can get through the dark times there is light ahead. And then strength card which is all about that true strength comes from compassion and love and not brute force. How did you pick those? Because I love tarot cards. I pull tarot cards. In fact, well, they're not tarot cards, but my friend and I created manifestation cards based off of tarot that. cards, which I, I love. Um, and there are so many good ones. You pick the moon is of the ones you mentioned. The moon is my favorite, but I can randomly, feel the moon I'm, for you. I think I would pick that. Yeah. For you, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, to know. I think randomly like my favorite card and people get really weirded out by this is um, the hanging man. What, my favorite card is the de- one of one of is and the death, death card. Yes, I love, I love the, death, the card. death card. You, you know, gotta do pe- death next. I, I really do want to do death. Um, <laughs> it sounds it's such an interesting thing to say while laughing. Um, but, <laughs> no, but it's you know, all about rebirth. It's not yet yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. mean that someone's you know going to fall ill. It does. It means that something in your life probably that cycle needs to end now. And yeah. I think that's such an important. Thing to understand that sometimes things have run their course and then something new comes from that so how did you yeah. pick the ones that you did what's that process well so this all came after i had a tarot reading if okay. you make in 2018 and when i had a tarot reading and the first card i drew and i was i had gone through a very you know traumatic experience and i had drawn the strength card 
And there was something about, I don't know if it was the, the beautiful woman and the way her hair was, I just connected to the card so strongly. And so that's what really um, started my journey into learning about tarot and trying to translate these images into wearable art. So obviously we had to do the, the strength card. Like that was like, has, yeah. it started it all. So that was one. And then the sun card, I mean, we were creating something new. So it felt like the right thing to do when we wanted to bring joy to people. And my mom always used to tell me this story about the sun and the wind. So like had to have that. The moon card also my mother really is making a lot of appearances in this I know, today. Right? She's really influenced your life a <laughs> she lot. She really has. Um, I just loved the meaning of the moon card. And when I was little, my mom told me this story that I embarrassingly believed for way too long, that when I was born at night, she held me by the window and a moon perfectly reflected on my forehead. And I believed that I was born with this reflection of the moon up until I was telling someone that story in high school and realized that moons do not reflect perfectly on your forehead. <laughs> and was like, oh my God, I sound so dumb but, right now. No, but the moonlight, I'm, I believe your mom. Yeah. I don't care, your friend is dumb. But you'll see there's a lot of moons in our, in our collection because of that. Um, so I really picked ones that I felt like resonated with me that would resonate with a lot of people and bring people joy and, you know, beauty. Do you make the, your, your collections, your designs for you, or do you make them for others? I make them for others. So do you do you, do, you start designing and you're sketching based on what well, you think? Well, actually, there's a pair of earrings that I specifically made because one day I was wearing a headband and I was like, I need a certain type of earring with this, and then I made it. But... <laughs> Most of the time, I really do try to think of what would bring people joy. Well, what I was going to ask, what yeah, what was if you're, I guess if, not if you make them for you or others. Obviously, you make them for others because you're selling, selling them. them. <laughs> but I guess designing wise, and uh, we talked individually about um, like our versions of spirituality and the energy that we feel interconnects us with each other and the universe and all of this. So and. It's it, it's interesting to me what you said a little while ago about um, you feel like what did you say the jewelry there there's magic, magic in jewelry yeah that's and, I'm gonna talk about the magic mm. right so there's the magic in the jewelry but so when you're designing then are you you I feel like there's a little bit like I'm imagining literally Merlin from <laughs> from uh, oh. Sword of the Stone like Merlin's just like blah, 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 and earrings boom but it's got an enchantment. So when you wear the earrings, it does this thing to you and allows you, you know, gives you the strength or gives you the love or gives you the whatever. Like, well, I absolutely believe that that happens. And I do like bless all of our jewelry. <laughs> I, I love I'm that like, though. Well, there is energy in that. And, yeah. you know, I want people to connect with the pieces, whether it's just because it makes them feel pretty or if it's like something that someone got for a special occasion Jewelry has this beautiful way of tying you to people, to memory, to moments, and you get to hold it. So it's a talisman that really, it does, it has such power. I mean, I, as I said that, I'm holding jewelry. <laughs> like, How yeah. did you fall into the, the celebrity aspect of things? Cause, yeah, because like, we should fortunate. mention that you're beautiful. T I did look it up because, you know, whatever. Uh, curiosity <laughs> killed the cat. You're Meow. beautiful, and it is beautiful. Tarot jewelry sells from anywhere from... 
4000 to $20,000. This is not, the average American person is not wearing one of these pieces of jewelry. No. Which is totally fine. There has to be something for everyone. There. I mean, there are studs, so like people yeah. can access them. <laughs> <laughs> we do try because I want people to be able to access tarot. But when you are making a stone painting that well, takes course. over a hundred hours to make, it's not yeah. inexpensive. No, and they're real. I mean, they're substantial, and there's real stones. All of that. <laughs> so you have to have fallen into a really unique crowd that everyone's going to love it but they can afford it that yeah. is willing to to invest in it so yeah i want to hear well it's the reason i brought that up is because are we allowed to say the party the person for the party that you were you could say that yeah yeah, yeah yeah so you're working with brooklyn decker and in right after we had met the first time like that next week i think you were planning like you were just going to go hang out with brooklyn so that you could she could wear all your stuff and do so I mean, it sounds like a personal relationship, but how, I mean, it may be, that may be the answer, but like, when does, how did this no, stuff sort of fall No, I mean, I did not have any like personal connection to people prior to this. Um, you know, we were very fortunate that slowly people started, I think you have some really cool celebs that want to feel different and they are risk takers mm -hmm. and they're bold and they're confident. And we always say that people who wear our jewelry tend to be very confident people. A lot of, um, you know, women buy it for themselves. So you have that with celebrities, right? And we're lucky that they have found us and have supported us. And it's crazy because sometimes I remember like the first time we got a DM from a celebrity and we were like, I'm sorry. Oh, they reached out? Yeah, we're like, do you Wait, see who just on, who like, was DM'd it? us? <laughs> like, that's really crazy. But that we've, we've been very one. fortunate. Wow. Yeah. So that was still just like slipping into the DMs. Yeah, celebrity. I, I know. know that, and then I learned that whole thing and I was like, now I can say that like, you know. I mean, we've had some good people. We have Cynthia Revo, who is just a style mm. icon. Oh, and my she gosh. can do no she's wrong. Amazing. Everything she does is amazing. Um, she's always been a great, great supporter. Um, Blake Lively. Um, Julianne. Yeah, Jules. Juliana Huff, you know, yeah. Which I love Jules. Um, so, yeah. So fun. My goal that's now so is fun. to get you on, get your jewelry on the red carpet of the Tony Awards. I know that's your goal. <laughs> That's what that's if what I'm anyone can do it. It's Alan. I know. And there are bukus of red carpets happening between now and the end of the year. I know. Then... I'm like, maybe I can come up for Alan. And I are talking about doing a couple of of events for opening shows. I'm like, maybe I can borrow a piece. You can absolutely can borrow a piece. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in a Luna tarot card. Yes, please. I think that would yes. look great on you. I want. <laughs> oh god! I like, would wear the hell out of it and be very tender with it. <laughs> very tender. And <laughs> Alan, I'm just seeing like big flower diamonds, just like everywhere. We just, yeah, just like sparkle. Of, maybe a tiara. Hands. Yeah, I can do. I'll do tiara. I'll wear. I have. Yeah, I will wear anything. You. you it can be our new cover art. Our new cover art could be a picture of me in the in the Luna necklace and Alan in a tiara. I love that. Toby Marlowe, the one of the co-creators of Six, the musical, uh, wears tons and tons of jewelry, and I think Toby would look amazing in your in some of your collections. So I I'm, love I'm that. putting that out there in the universe. So Toby, put it uh, out there. Yeah. I really believe if you put it out there, you can manifest it. You and Oprah. You know it. <laughs> Do you know I met Oprah when I was younger, and I was. This is a great quick little story. Um, I went to a party and Oprah was there and she didn't want to talk to any of the adults. And I was in fourth grade and she spent the whole night talking to me. 
And wow. we wow. talked and I told her that when I got older, I wanted to have a talk show. And she told me not to do, Don't do it. it. Don't do it. <laughs> but, and, but she was so kind. I think like I look back on certain moments in my life of when I got like a little bit of confidence. And I'm always really grateful that I had that moment with her where she was like, chose me over everyone else to speak to. And it made me feel mm. really good. So thanks, Oprah. Aww. Yeah. I think that you should find a way to reach her people and share that story. I don't know if you remember me, Oprah, but when I was in fourth grade, we had this conversation. And now I have this jewelry line out. Would you like a piece? Would you like something? It would look great on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would look so beautiful on you. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson on her morning yeah. show. Kelly. That's right. That's so fun. Yeah. Let's talk about, I was literally going to ask you, because I can feel this magic connection with you, the way I love that you said that you feel like jewelry is proof of magic. I do want to fully ask about that, but I was going to mm-hmm. ask you about manifestation, and then you just said, said manifestation. So, what is your relationship with manifestation? So, the the premise of this show, I always say, manifestation isn't just wanting a thing and then it becomes reality. It's change. It's declaring something, mm-hmm. and then changing the way we show up in the world. Absolutely. So that we create it into being and I'd love to sort of hear what what your manifestation process is like well when I look back I think I was always kind of manifesting things in my life because without knowing it I think I always knew where I was going even if I didn't exactly know what that meant I could I had this idea that I was going to like I said I knew I wasn't going to work in an office I knew I was going to do something creative and I think when you just have that like almost blind faith in your life and that things are going to work out, mm. you manifest that. Now, yeah. that's not to say that I've had an easy life by any means. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's been tons of challenges. Yeah. And we spoke about this, that the more you go through in life, you can go through hard times and they can really break you down or you can get through them and find great strength in yourself. And if you do that, you can just kind of keep making the world better and showing up better. And I think for me, it's always just having a really like positive attitude that I can get through anything because I've gotten through so much. Yeah. And I, I really, I believe in like the law of resonance that like you just have to stay in a certain mentality and then those things will come to you. I like to think I manifested Alan. Well, at least meeting you, right? Ta-da. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean manifesting relationships and connections like I think that's all about how you approach life there's a there's a certain level of openness I agree with that there's a level of openness and receptiveness that um, I think when you're looking for something whether consciously or not the the people who are better at it and more practiced are the ones who are able to consciously do it but I think uh, there's sayings all the time like misery loves company there's com- yeah, confirmation absolutely. bias if you want to go for the scientific term around all this stuff you're like you're looking for the things that are going to fall into line with you so if you're consciously looking forward positively up you know onwards and upwards then you're going to align yourself with additional people who are also on that same path with the same drive with the same yeah. everything that's how like Heather and I that's what you and I met we were just like hey you want to be a best friend sure let's be best friends alright we're best friends that and was it yeah. that, was, that was pretty much it alright one more quick break hang on a second look Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here's the rest of the episode. And you talked me out of seeing Batman, I think, is the movie I was going to see by myself. That, so. You tell that. That is not... I did not talk you out of it. You did. I need to understand that because I love Batman. <laughs> exactly. He was good. We were at a, a podcasting conference. So you go there to meet the people, right? To make connections, <laughs> to engage. So we're sitting at a table chatting and having a nice time. And we... Most of us don't know each other. And we're like, oh, let's go to dinner. And Alan's like, uh... I guess I could go to dinner. I bought a movie ticket. Like, dude was going to go to a movie by himself. There's nothing. I didn't know what, what I was. No, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. But I did not make. I didn't go. Oh, come on, man. Don't go to the movie. She did. Go to she dinner. Totally I was just like, oh. And he was but like, she, I don't have to go to the movie. But you know what I love is that you changed your plan for something better. Sometimes yeah. people are like, but I bought it. I'm just going to go. And it's like, no, something better came along. Like, yeah, you bought it. Okay, yeah. move on. On to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you draw the line, though? Okay, so there. Were, this is one of my pet peeves of, uh, there's a, I'll call, call her an acquaintance of, uh, when we would say, uh, hey, what are you doing? She'd reach out. What are you doing later? Oh, I'm doing so-and-so. Do you want to come? And she's like, oh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And so they would, she'd go through this habit of reaching out to all her friends and trying to figure well, out what all of them were that doing. That is not the universe like opening up a path to a beautiful friendship. Right. Well, there, That's there's... being flaky and trying to figure out who's got the best thing to offer me. Right. Yeah. But that's the micro that's example. Yeah. That's the yeah, micro that's example shifty. on a macro level, right? So at what point, again, this goes back to manifestation and, cre- and creating um, uh, the destiny that you want, is, is at what point are you just making a decision and going with it versus waiting for the opportunities to present themselves. That's a really good question. Okay, but yes, and... That's also my favorite phrase. I just want you to know, yes, and is like one of my favorite things. Of course, I love it. And what Nicole said, which is you made a plan. You didn't have plans. You didn't know anybody. You thought you were going to be on your own. You bought a movie ticket. And then something different came along. And you said better. I I think we were better, but you know, <laughs> definitely it, better. Whatever. Um. It, but then you thought, well, let me just let me just lean into this opportunity. Even even if all it had been was dinner with some fellow podcasters, where you got a few laughs and got to harass the server, which he did. Um, that does not sound right. You, <laughs> you you gave her shit with me. We just had bad food. That's a different story. <laughs> that was different. It wasn't her fault. She was a nice server. Right. But, you, right, so you you did make a plan, and then you were like, well, I'm going to change that plan. And this is something that I work with my daughters on and all of my clients. I am a transformational success coach, right? We have to do things with intention and flexibility. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to say, this was the plan, but now I know something else. Right. So I'm going to do something different and trust ourselves and trust that intuition yeah. it worked out for us because i literally looked across the table that night at dinner and i said uh we're gonna be best friends now aren't we and you were like absolutely and it <laughs> legit, like that. just never ended we were like yeah. that was it 
And I think the difference is what you were talking about is you can't just wait for life to show up and be like, I'm waiting mm-hmm. for a sign, like aimlessly. That's there, yes. There's no power in that. There's no being centered and like making choices in that. You're just like looking to the outside to empower you. Whereas I think it's you have to like listen to your inside and listen to yourself and be centered enough to, to make actual decisions that take you in on a path. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. I want to know when that has shown up for you, Nicole, what you just said, which is mm-hmm. we we make plans, right? We want to be we want to be engaged in our life. We don't want to just sit around. So in your creative life or, or in your very successful business, when did you go down one path and then get some different information and and veer a different direction? Ooh. I mean, there's definitely collections that I like had started on. And actually, there was one collection that I was really excited about, and I had worked hard on it, and I really thought it was something special. And then right before, we had even had a few samples come in, and then a designer came out with something so similar. Oh, man. And it could have, I had, you know, two choices. I could either release it and just say, this sometimes happens, right? Sometimes we get similar influences and ideas, and like, these two things look the same. I or I could scrap it, which is also heartbreaking when you work on something for so long and then you're like, oh, well, now it's, it's all over. Um, and we ended up, you know, I was, I was upset and yeah. we, got this inf- we got this information that someone else did something and we pivoted and we ended up making one of my favorite collections, which is called yeah. Nomad, which is all about like different, I'm actually wearing a pendant and it's like got all these different um, shaped stones that like shouldn't go together, but we make them go together. And so we basically just pivoted and created something new that ended up being one of our biggest collections. Wow. To all timing is divine, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long does it take to make a single piece versus a collection? Well, that really depends on the type of piece, but Mm -hmm. our production time does take like six to eight weeks to make something, but to design a collection, um, it takes years. I mean, I were, mm-hmm. I'm working on, I've been working on our 10-year collection for almost a year now, and it will be released in June. Really? Mm-hmm. So that... Because it is a massive collection. There's like 30-something pieces in it. Some are very big. And there's a lot of technical things that need to be figured out. There's stone sourcing that needs to be figured out. There's weight, you know, things like, people don't think of this, but earrings. You don't want them to be too heavy. So you might design a great earring, get in the sample and be like, well, I could wear this for about half a second. (laughs) That's not really good. (laughs) You know, and then you have to rework it and change. And I do think that being adaptable is one of the, I'm like, don't make decisions from fear and be super adaptable in life. Like Mm -hmm. if you can do those things, you're, you're in a pretty good spot. That's so cool. I, again, the, the whole like sketch to mass production just baffles me with with all of this stuff. Like going back to, blacksmithing you're doing the hammering thing again are you are are you making the very first sample or do you send off the sketch most of the time i send the sketch and i work with them to develop the sample for some pieces i do occasionally carve them or i'll carve like a -a one-of-a-kind piece or i'll carve like the shape of how i want it to be and then say this is where i'd like the diamonds so there's all different ways it depends on the piece and how complicated it is what about the tactile part of that do you ever make things that probably aren't going to be sold through your business because you want to actually be 
playing with that fire, right? Actively. Yeah. Hands on activating that energy. Or like I make things that I, I know that are for me. Like I have my yeah. own little secret stash. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I have a, a past stash. client who is an, an energy healer, which is, I think, very cool. Um, she recently started making bread and she said as soon as she put her hands in the bread, she could literally feel the energy shift and she realized mm-hmm. it was the yeast because mm-hmm. yeast is alive and so is fire. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made me think of that. Like mm. I would imagine to sort of get that spark on occasion or to reconnect or to center yourself or I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I have no idea why, but that at some point you would want to be physically touching those things. Oh, I love, I mean, I love working with my hands. I love the process of it and bringing something. I always say there's like a lot of crazy up in my brain and I love it. (laughs) And it's really nice to watch it come out into and form something, something tangible that I, because I can't show you the crazy in my brain. I mean, you can kind of get it (laughs) from talking to me, but when I show you something I make, it gives you a way into it. Can we talk about jewelry being magic? Yes, always. It's my favorite thing to talk about. Well, expand on that then, because for someone like me, the tech, the science, how would you explain to me the, a story or or um, something that has happened that's been able to say, yeah, this is why I believe that this piece carries this weight or this piece can influence this decision or um, anything along those lines that's going to allow any of us struggling creative types to more understand the messaging behind the jewelry? Well, I think the first thing I would do is show you a beautiful opal. And if you can look at the colors and that fire and that sparkle and that magic, and you see what an outside of an opal looks like, I'm sorry, you crack that open, that's magic. That is, it's so beautiful. And um, then I would talk to you more about the magic of how something can connect you. If if you're not going to get behind that, like, okay, they're rocks, like I don't really get the magic in them, fine. I mean, I'm gonna think you're a little cuckoo, but that's okay. But (laughs) the power of having something, like you wear a wedding band, why? It connects you to a person. It it reminds you that like it's a cycle, there's gonna be good times, there's gonna be bad times. I am sure that there are times where you've played with that band, maybe subconsciously, when you're feeling nervous or excited about something. We go to jewelry, we go to these, these things to touch them, to hold them, to connect us to why we bought them, to a commitment we made, to a moment that was so perfect in our lives. You know, I have my Nana's wedding band and she passed a long time ago, but I think of her every single day and how proud she would be of what Kim and I built because I have her ring on my finger. Mm. And I play with it when I get nervous and I remember that she was a woman that she couldn't follow her artistic path in life. You know, she was a immigrant, an Italian immigrant that had, you know, three kids and a husband starting a business in a garage and her job was to, you know, make the red sauce and that was it. <laughs> and she wanted to be in fashion. And mm. I know that I make her proud every day. And if I didn't have that ring, would I remember that? I'm connected to her. That's yeah. magic. Mm. What about color? I love it. What about the co- I mean, I love color. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I have a pink apartment. <laughs> Tell me everything. Like, what do you mean? Bring on color. Well, just the, the color uh, of when you're designing. Um, are there... 
Well, they, they say, um, like, red... Different colors carry different energies. Right. Different colors carry different energies and influence different magic. And, mm-hmm. like, you paint different rooms for different reasons because, like, you want a calming effect or, mm-hmm. you, like, a lot of dining rooms are red because red is associated with hunger and... or or eating or something. I don't know. There's, there's all these things, right? So, like, when do you use... making it? that all up. No! <laughs> Google it. Uh, ruby versus emerald versus diamond versus sapphire, topaz. Mm-hmm. Other, I look at you other, with all these gem names other, and a dance. There's other, a dance that goes with it. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm. And, well, yeah, geology. Like, you want to talk about the power. Like, I feel, when you were talking about rocks and ovals and all this stuff, just, um, side note, the power and the energy that that goes into the, like all the pressure that goes into mm-hmm. this little tiny speck of a of an existence that makes this beautiful thing like that, that's that's how I can relate. But going back to the the quest, the color part of all of this, um, do you see the color in the piece that you were building before it's built, or like do you have specific stones in mind? Um, usually, when I make something, I do it in a few colorways for that exact reason. Colors can be neutrals. Right, you can, an emerald is a neutral. You can wear it with almost anything. And so many times people are afraid of color because they're like, oh, I'm gonna stick with gold and diamonds, which like, hey, I love. <laughs> but they're scared. They're like, it's not gonna match as many things. And I'm like, no, bring in color. Because again, I do also think that color is powerful too, right? It's a different energy. It makes you see things differently. You see something in a blue light versus a green light versus a red light. They all, it looks different. So when I design something usually, I think of like two to three colorways that I think the piece would really sing in. And the color and I also want people to connect with it. And some people are going to go for like black and emeralds and they're gonna want the dark and the green and the moody. And some people are gonna want something softer like white mother of pearl and pink sapphires. And the I love seeing a piece too, how different it looks in two different colorways. Have you ever talked to a geologist about yes. any of this? Yes. About I've, like I've what makes these so special? Different geologists. I mean, I took some courses at GIA to like study. Um, I love learning about stones, about the different properties and hardness levels and like what it takes to create them, how they grow, how they reflect light, why some of them, you know, have like different hardness like emeralds for example i don't really recommend them for engagement rings if they're a big one because they're softer they should be more protected so when you work with it you have to think about the stone too and like what does the stone need you know like this one might need a little bit more love it needs a little bit more of a border Mm. whereas like something that's harder you can be like okay you can be you're better for a ring or a bracelet that gets you know hit a bunch because people, you don't realize how much people knock into things until you repair jewelry. <laughs> I'm just curious how this relates and if you use this separately or, or not. Okay. I love crystals. I love, I love the crystals. energy of crystals. Mm-hmm. I have them all over my house. I'm often holding them when I'm coaching or speaking. I keep them in my pocket. Um, different than gemstones per se, but also I use them to do vibrational energy work, like mm-hmm. color-wise. And I'm just curious if you play with with, with crystals or what your oh, relationship is. Not only do I play with crystals, my son has a sick crystal collection and he, <laughs> we talk about it. He actually has a piece of fluorite that we um, stand in front of and say like something we're grateful for in the morning just as a way to like center ourselves. And I always use the, I always go back to the magic and I'm like, proof that magic exists. You can make magic in your day. What do you want to happen today? Like set your intention and then go yeah. live your life. Wow. Kid. 
Where can we find you online, connect with the business, all of the fun stuff? Well, we have our website, Soralina New York, but then you can find us at Saks. Um, we have a lot of great Netaporte, Moda, um, some really awesome independent stores all around the country, like Twist is one of my favorites, and Tiny Gods, and um, got some new stores in San Francisco that I'm dying to get out to because I love it out there. Very cool. Your stuff is beautiful. It you is. are beautiful. Oh, I love you're so your energy. Lovely. Thank I, you. Yours I, too. The witchy side of me, which let's be honest, is most of me. Just <laughs> loved every part of that. <laughs> what? Explain yourself. You know, the witches. We're the ones that didn't get caught. Oh, 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 the, you mean talking about all of the, the energy and jewelry yes, and the tarot the energy, cards? the magic, the tarot cards, the crystals that she puts, like she manifests energy into every jewelry piece before it gets shipped or sold or delivered. I mean, I am here for all of that witchy goodness. I really, really I, I really like that. And I didn't know that about her. And it, it makes me wonder... What other jewelry uh, sporting lines? I wonder, you know, if Michael Jordan, if he's like blessing his Air Jordans every time a new a new batch hits the hits the shelves. I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a no for me, dog. Also, I know those Jordans sell for a lot, but few of them are going for twenty thousand dollars. Listen, price what you're worth, charge what you're worth. I, right? I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. I think that the time and the effort. And the product, like what she's putting into it, is super, super valuable. And I, I love it. She's so passionate about it. She is. She is passionate about it. And and this is one of those things that to me on the outside seems so technical. And, and I kept on a- asking this because I wanted to know. I love how stuff works. But we never really got to the answer of mechanically how the mass production and everything works. But then talking about it now, it doesn't ultimately matter to our conversation because we're not here to talk about setting up an assembly line. We're talking about how she created her success through embracing uh, embracing potential failure. And like one of the things that her sister, she said at the beginning that her sister Kim said to her too, was like, don't make decisions based on fear. And I just saw your eyes light up at that one. Talk to me about uh, making brave choices, and I loved it. I don't have siblings. Well, that's complicated. I have half-siblings and step-siblings and ex-step-siblings, but I don't have anybody that's like my person like that, right? But I have daughters, and that's what I want for them in a sibling relationship is to sort of be each other's person like that. And I Mm. loved that Nicole just gets to be her kind of wacky creative self who can dream these amazing magical things and her sister says okay if you believe in it i'll figure out how to make the business do that and they feed off of each other and look what they've done right right and now i want some tarot card jewelry like it it Uh, just yeah it just sounds so unique I'm your podcast wife. You can yeah. gift me some of <laughs> Noted. Noted. Christmas is yeah. coming up or Hanukkah yeah. or, or, you know, whatever whatever well, is floats whatever. your fancy. Just because you love me. Oh, true. True. Very true. Alan okay. and I, for those of you listening, Alan and I 
right before we started recording, spent a few minutes telling each other how pretty we both were and how much we really <laughs> liked each other. So. <laughs> Positive affirmations. I love me and you. And we're both pretty. Yeah, we're both so pretty. I absolutely love how she incorporates all of that, uh, her version of spirituality, all of her uh, emotion, channeling it into this jewelry, into this expression. And it, it makes her, it gives her so much creative success and creative fulfillment that it's it's very enviable that she's like, I just want to do it because it's fun. Like, like she didn't do sewing. She didn't become a costume designer because she's like, okay, I'm good at it, but it, it didn't bring, bring her joy. joy. Yeah. I loved that because I am here for that, for my life, for my client's lives, for my friend's life, for your life, Alan, for everyone listening. Fucking do the things that bring you joy. And if they don't, just fuck them. I mean, listen, sometimes we have to do work that we don't totally love, but you've got to balance it with things that bring you joy. And that was what she was looking to do for work. So. Well, let's put it out there that you and Marie Kondo need to do a, a bring joy, spark joy tour. And I want to do a tour with Marie Kondo. I want to do a tour with Nicole, where all her pretty jewelry. <laughs> just want the jewelry. I don't care about it. I don't care, I don't care about, it. I care about Marie Kondo. But she <laughs> can spark joy. She I love can my spark piles. joy. You can spark joy, and mm. then you can wear things that spark joy. <laughs> I, sparkle, but, sparkle. Spark, sparks and sparkles everywhere. I love it. Nicole is cool. She is cool people, and her product is really special and unique and beautiful. But mostly, you know, it's just wonderful to see women out there collaborating and following their dreams and bringing that out to the world at large. So it was a lot of fun. We really do want to hear how you're out taking intentional risk. How, what, what kind of joy are you seeking? What's showing up in your life? You can do that in two easy ways. You can email us at wasitchancepodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. We are wasitchance on Instagram and we would love to hear from you. Yes. <laughs> it's All been right. a long day. Over it's been a long day. Bring us home. Let's see. <laughs> You've been listening to Was It Chance, the podcast about embracing opportunity and taking intentional risks for your creative life. I'm Alan Seal. And I'm Heather Vickery. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.